0: Is David here? Okay, Todd's up, huh? Who are you going?
1: With? David's here, but he's just—he's he's old, Mike. He's slow on the trigger here.
0: He's slacking. <laughs> David, let's go, baby. Let's go. We got things to do, man. Let's yeah, go. I know. <laughs> Organizing his 2006 media guides. I know.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I haven't seen one of those boxes in years. Who's up after David? David, David, you ready to go? Good morning, Mike. Can you hear us? Oh, there you go. Jeez. Comb your hair. Huh? Rough night. You yeah. can't hear us. <laughs> we, can hear. Are we are we going here? Or what? You got a question, David?
1: Mike, Mike, can you just talk the the, the star the state program? Is that? Are you guys still doing that now? Are you able to do that again with you being back in person?
0: Uh, we are not uh, just because of the social distancing so uh, the players are you know obviously doing it throughout uh, all last year and this year you know the modalities are available and we're doing it more in a, in a one-on-one type uh, you know emphasis. so the blocks of times are there uh, but just because of the you know the layout of it all, uh, we're, we have not done it as a group in probably four weeks now.
1: Let me just ask: Is there any uh, any COVID updates
0: today, or, or everything clear? No, uh, uh, Lunda's back in the he's back in the building, so we're we're 100 uh, percent. No updates. Nothing's changed today.
1: What's been the mindset of this team you've seen in practice this week? Is there, you know, with, with the playoffs, have you seen a more focused team? How's practice been?
0: I would definitely say it's uh, the, the the focus has been excellent. Um, I, you know, I think just like anything. You know, there's a regularity to how you how you go about things, and I think it's important to stay, you know, in line with that. Uh, but yes, the, the the focus has been very very good. Uh, obviously, today's our mock game, so you know we have a chance to really tighten things up. But uh, feel really good about the on the field work both Wednesday and Thursday.
1: Mike, I think you said on radio this morning that Wednesday practice was excellent. Some bumps in the road yesterday. Were those more physical, mental, and how did y'all work through it
0: to be ready for Sunday? Uh, we we repeated a couple plays, but yeah, it was it was nothing uh, you know newsworthy. But it, um, but I said it, but uh, you know, but it was it was a good practice. You know, I, I think just like anything. You know, you look for the you know the pace operation and, and, and the overall structure of things right there. But you know, the look teams are doing a, a great job. That's that's such a big part of you know having a quality practice is the look teams. Uh, you know, giving the offense and defense and special teams the the exact look. And you know, I, I think our guys you know as a whole throughout the whole year have done a, done a really good job of that. So, but yeah, no, we I feel good about our preparation so far.
1: How was Jaron's hamstring yesterday, and where is it in terms of readiness for the game? No,
0: he looks good. Yeah, I think the time away definitely helped him. So no, he's uh, it was good to have him back in, and you know, obviously coming off the COVID, so we're you know we're smart with his reps. But um, no, he looks good. It, it definitely the the time off has has definitely helped him.
1: Keanu, did, Keanu didn't practice yesterday. Um, yeah. I was just curious as to. What his status is going forward for this week? Do you
0: feel he'll be able to go? Yeah, we'll, we'll probably take that one all the way down to the wire. So I mean, he's he's obviously struggling coming off the you know the the Philadelphia game. So um, you know, obviously the the physical part of it is is not of you know high demand today. So you know, based on how he goes tomorrow, will will probably be a pretty clear indicator on his availability for Sunday. How's uh, Pollard look this week? Um, I, I know he's getting some limited work at times. He's working with Brett. How's he looked? Tony looks great. I, I think that definitely the time off helped him too. So I mean, he was able to practice all through the week last, you know, last week, you know, leading up to Philadelphia. So you know, really, the you know the, the Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, you know, time it was very beneficial for him. So yeah, Tony, Tony looks like he's back. He's back to 100. percent I know you want all your guys to be careful with the COVID rising, but Amari Cooper got fined by the league for violating some protocols. Did you have a conversation with him about just making sure he stays on on point there when it comes to the COVID protocols? I mean, yeah, definitely. I, I think the biggest thing, you know, with the protocols and 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 let's not, you know, these things have been tweaked and adjusted and changed throughout and you know i think jim mauer he's you know he's our point person on on you know the the updates and so forth and you know the recommendations the potential fines you know all that has been has been presented consistently to the team, but you know I think just like anything as a whole, I think our you know our football operations as a whole has, has done an outstanding job. I think we've made changes ahead of time. We were proactive in, in our approach and you know social distancing you know set up, and we're fortunate you know with Jerry with the facility to to have that type of setup. Uh, you know the, the number of people in the hotel. So you know all, all the things that we've talked about are are in action, and uh, you know I think it just shows. Shows the, the commitment that we have to, you know, to, to deal with this other challenge of, you know, dealing with COVID in our community.
1: As a coach, the more, the more you're in this business, the wider the gap in terms of age between you and players. The more that the game itself changes, I was just curious, how do you evolve with the game? And do you feel like you're a different coach in any way today than you were, you know, last year or year before that, and so forth?
0: Oh, I mean, you definitely have to evolve, but you have to improve. Um, You know, I don't think the game's changed. Um, You know, I I think there's maybe some more. You know, I I look at the game of football. You know, uh, a the fundamentals. uh, You know, I think that player safety has changed some of the fundamentals and emphasis. You know, as far as tackling and you know uh, things like that, the ball extraction and and the fundamentals of taking care of it and ball extraction have, have definitely in the last five years has been. You know, totally uh, redef not redefined. Defined. You know, I, you know. I think our league does an exceptional job um, when you go through it on a weekly basis of seeing. People taking care of the ball and trying to take it away. So I mean, I think the fundamentals of it—you, you you know—it's you just got to fine-tune the emphasis of how you teach them uh, each and every, each and every year. Um, So I I think that's always been in place. You know, I I think there's definitely trends. You know, I learned it as a young age. You, you have to follow and and try to stay on front of Uh, scheme. You know, evolves. I I think there's there's origins to everything that goes on in this league. And I I think if you're around. Enough decades, you know, you see things come in the league and go back out. So, you know, I think that part of it is natural. And I, I, I you know, I enjoy that as a coach. Uh, that just not only to have an understanding of what scheme you're utilizing, but the history of it, because history does play a part into anything that's uh, that has longevity in, in this business. And I, and I think you're foolish not to recognize it, identify with it, and, and make it part of your process. So, uh, but as far as the personal part of it, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I look things up more on the internet than I ever have because you know I'm, I'm involved in conversations I don't know what the hell they're talking about. So you know, that's that doesn't. So that happens, you know, uh, more times than not. And I think having you know young children has, you know, keeps me in the loop, or at least keeps me in the stratosphere that I can at least you know follow along. I'm, I'm being sarcastic here, but uh, I, I I think that you know that's the fun part. I mean, these these players keep you young. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean their energy and, and their their personalities. I mean they're, they're they're gifted individuals. They're gifted men. They're special, and uh, just to be a part of a team each and every year is uh, you know something that I uh, you know I don't take lightly, and I have a great appreciation and love for that too. So um, I think that's all part of the blessing of, of being part of this game, and um, that's something I'm very thankful for.
1: With Keanu Bained up on the subject of linebacker linebacker depth. What have you made of luke gifford in your time here and how he's you know with limited opportunities shown
0: i love luke i'm glad you brought him up i mean just uh you talk about availability and accountability and and taking advantage of opportunities when they present themselves i mean he's um you know you you have players throughout your career that you coach you know it kind of kind of reminds me of growing up in 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 my home when i am you know, back in the 70s, if my dad didn't say anything to me, I knew I was doing a hell of a job. So, you know, and that's and that's where I look at Luke. I mean, Luke is the same guy every day. Works extremely hard. Um, is a really good football player. He's you know he's just he's just playing with you know with a dynamic group of players. So, uh, you know, he shows up every week on special teams, and and when he does get his opportunities, you know, he delivers on defense. So, can't have enough of Luke. You can't have enough. Guys like Luke. So I love the way he approaches it. I love the way he prepares. And uh, he's you know, he's an old school pro. He does a hell of a job. Mike, when you have guys like Micah and Trayvon have kind of, you know, jumped into the spotlight suddenly with the way they've played this year, what do you think it's like for them to transition into the playoffs? Are they a little bit more prepared for it because of the spotlight or or is there some kind of eye opening thing that's coming for them I think it's an excellent point I think you know having a spotlight or how bright the spotlight is it's I mean it's definitely an experience and it's uh, you know it's and everybody goes through it for the first time at, at some point, and uh, they both are experiencing it right away in their careers. So you know, I, I think there's a definitely, definitely a, a, a discipline and a management of it. that It's a learning experience. I, I think they have great, great examples, and Dak Prescott and Tyron Smith, Zach Barton, and you know, DeMarcus Lawrence. You, you got you have got you have guys here that, that have been through it. Um, so I, I know there's uh, there are conversations, and we feel you know the culture of our locker room is you know we got. Arms around those guys because I think as, as a young man, it's easy to to get knocked off balance a little bit. You know when you're dealing with, you know that kind of recognition and, and pressure and you know just more people tugging at you than you know than last year. So, uh, but yeah, I think they, I think these guys uh, have handled it extremely well, and I think they have an excellent support group around them. What's your sense of where the offensive line is right now going into this after all that it's been through during the season? would ah, we feel good about them. I mean it's good to have you know everybody back and practicing. I think you know the cohesiveness and the connection of the line is. Obviously, what you're always striving for. Uh, so we have a huge huge challenge in front of us. We're excited about it. We uh, love we love the, we love the, the matchups and, and, and what people may think of you know the matchups and so forth. I think it's all part of the drive and the anticipation and, and the beauty of you know pressures of privilege. You know we, we love that we're in this spot and we understand that this game starts up front and that it's going to end up front. So uh, I know both our offensive line and defensive line groups are very excited about this game.
1: Mike, I brought my A game earlier, but you didn't. Apparently, you didn't hear it. But um, you know, we've asked you this week about the, their run game and and how committed they are to it. But once they establish that, what what comes off of that that you particularly concerns you from a defensive standpoint about what they can do?
0: Well, I, I think you know when you, you watch the the history and particularly you go through the situational tapes and uh, you know and even more you know, filtering by formation. Uh, I think Kyle and his staff do an excellent job of of setting up the play-action pass or coming with the play-action pass first and then the run comes off of it. So, you know, the utilization of uh, shifts and motions and... The timing and the, you know and the leverage point that they're trying to create uh, with that is, is is where we got to just we got to be really on it. We got to be really disciplined in, in those focal points. And, you know, make sure that we're triggering and we're we're not, you know, we're not hesitating in those particular cases. But yeah, they they if you watch their self scout, you know, as far as number of keeps to the left to the right, uh, field boundary. I mean, they're, who's ever doing their self scout's doing a hell of a job. So I mean, they they do they do a very nice very nice job of 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 formatting that.
1: Mike, you've talked to us about times when you want to have a more conservative approach in the game versus aggressive and the different thresholds for decision making. But putting aside the situations you don't know which you'll face, how different is game management and clock management philosophically in the postseason than the regular season? Are you preparing it differently?
0: I think, you know, I think it's really – Staying in touch with the variables, you know. I, I think when you when you're dealing with clock management, you know, there's usually an aggressive decision or, or play or, or play, it, you know, or there's standard, or there's a conservative. Um, so I, I think the, really the way the game, you anticipate it, the way it's going to go, and and really your that to me that's part of your in game thought process. You know, it's you know, are you going to be aggressive uh, in a two minute drill before the half, based on you know. The, the protection matchup in the field position as opposed to do you have the ball coming out in this in the in the second half. So I mean you just you gotta you know stay in touch with those with those variables. Uh, you know, we have a, a good system, you know, as far as our network uh, you know communication during the game and you know we'll just we'll we'll trust that and and just you know play it the way we feel gives our guys the best chance to win the game. I think
1: we'll probably finish
0: up here with Todd.
1: Mike, given the two places you've been a head coach, the history, the Super Bowls, the success, the names, all that stuff, how do you um, make sure none of that is a burden on your players? Uh, that it just doesn't become you have to do what the '90s Cowboys did, or you had to do what the old Packers teams had to do.
0: I think the the understanding and respect for history and traditions a must. Uh, I think you start that day one when you talk about you know what you. How you view, you know, your, your operation and, and, and how you, you want to build the culture. Uh, but as far as your daily expectation, you know, th- this this is about the 2021 Dallas Cowboys. You know, the expectations, the standards that we we have set for ourselves. Uh, we we understand clearly where we work and you know, and the expectations that go with that. But it, it's not going to help us one way or the other. Uh, you know, our our energy and focus has to stay. In touch with the commitment, we have for one another, and, and that's the reality of it. So, um, it's not being disrespectful or ignorant to, to anything, anybody else, or their opinions of how we do it. But that's how we do it. It, it. This, this is our commitment. This is our opportunity, and that's you know, at the end of the day, it's it really comes down to those 48 players that cross you know cross that white line on Sunday because um, the way we focus and the way we function is to make sure we support those 48 players. With everything we got, everybody has a job, everybody has a role, and on game day, you know, we want to be clear-minded. You know, we, we talk about being, you know, staying in neutral, but it's about those forty-eight men. Um, they represent the Dallas Cowboys, and they represent the victory that we're going for on Sunday, and and that's the way we do it. We pour ourselves into those guys and, and make sure we're giving them everything we can uh, because they're out they're out there playing the game. Because at, at the end of all this is, it's about the players. Uh, the players play, and the players win, and. Um, That's our focus. Good? All right. Thank you. All right. Thank Thank you. you.